Support for Carolina Business Review provided by Grant Thornton. Operating in more than 100 countries, our tax, audit, and advisory professionals specialize in helping companies unlock their growth potential. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of South Carolina, where healthcare is changing for the better. Find out how at ahealthysc.tv. And by Sonoco, a global manufacturer of consumer and industrial packaging products and provider of packaging services with more than 300 operations in 35 countries. Depending how you slice it, Charlotte Douglas International Airport is either the sixth largest or the eighth busiest airport in this nation. In any event, and no pun intended, it is indeed in rare air with names like LAX, Chicago, Dallas, New York, Atlanta. Welcome again and thanks so much for supporting the most widely watched source of Carolina business and public policy discussion. I am Chris William and with summer in full tilt, well, so is travel. And that is most apparent in air travel. So how does one of the country's and the globe's busiest airports manage the sheer mass of people, security and commerce? Joining us in just a moment, Charlotte Douglas International Airport Director Brent Cagle. Major funding also by Novant Health, bringing you world-class technology, clinicians and care when and where you need it. The Duke Endowment, a private foundation enriching communities in the Carolinas through higher education, health care, rural churches, and children's services. And by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, who's responsible for rising health care costs? Join us and many others in a candid discussion at letstalkcost.com. On this edition of Carolina Business Review, an executive profile featuring Brent Cagle, Aviation Director of the Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Hello and welcome to our program. Uh, Mr. Director, happy summer and welcome. Uh, glad to have you back, Brent. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making time to do it. Well, first of all, before we get too far, congratulations. You, you were named permanent director now of Charlotte Douglas after being interim for almost three years. Yeah. And on top of that now, you, it's one of the few airports in the country on the continent that is getting a flight to Havana, Cuba. So. Uh, uh, first of all, how does it feel now to have the job permanently and you can actually buy instead of rent? Um, no, I'm <laughs> kidding in some degree. And then uh, and, and tell us about the Cuba access. Is this is Brent, is this more than just something that is is flashy and marquee? Is there something to this Cuban connection? Well, um, as far as uh, as no longer being interim, uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I woke up the, the day after it was announced and uh, went to work just like I did the day before, <laughs> um, always being focused on the airport. Uh, so I was happy about it. I'm, I'm happy at the confidence uh, that the city has expressed to me. Um, and I'm excited about being the director. 
For the Havana flight, um, we were, we're always excited to have new international destinations. Havana represents the 33rd nonstop international destination out of Charlotte Douglas International Airport. And international flights are important. They're, they're important for a lot of reasons. Havana is historic, you know, mm -hmm. symbolic in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, and we were really excited that American Airlines chose uh, Charlotte as one of the first cities to, to serve Havana directly out of, out of the United States. Is that is that a you know vote of confidence is going to seem too obvious, but is that a vote of confidence in not just the airport and the airport operation, but the location of where Charlotte Douglas is? I think it's both. Um, obviously, uh, as a primary hub for American. Um, we make sense for them to do business uh, in our market, and that's great for the region. It's great for our local passengers. Um, I think it is a show that um, Charlotte is a very important hub in the American Airlines network, and so much so that they feel strongly about bringing a Havana flight to to Charlotte. You know, naturally, they're bringing Havana flights to Miami. Um, that's an easy fit, right. um, but there are also benefits to, to having that flight out of Charlotte, the daily nonstop service. Um, it really serves as um, a good place for uh, east, eastern seaboard passengers to connect in and proceed mm -hmm. on down to Havana, and it gives uh, the local passengers that connectivity to a market that, that hasn't been served in, in decades. You know, uh, national security, personal security have become such a big issue and some of the congressional leaders in the United States and even in the Carolinas have pushed back to say, you know, this, we're downplaying the security concerns when it comes to connecting to a country like Havana. Mm -hmm. how, much, how much credence is in that debate uh, and how much more than just, and I don't want to use this term, but I think you're going to understand, how much is it, is it just window dressing to have this flight, this symbolic flight to use your terms? Well. It's, it's always the airport, um, it's always our first priority is security, mm -hmm. safety and security of our passengers. And uh, the world's a very different place these days. And so security is concerning to uh, the airport and to all of our partners, the TSA, the airlines, uh, Customs and Border Prote Protection. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say is um, whether or not the uh, security concerns are real or not, um, they may be. Security concerns are always real in today's world, but um, we leave it to uh, the federal government, uh, CBP and TSA, to help us ensure that we have a safe and secure environment at our airport. How, does, how do national and global events around horrific acts of terrorism, around tragic um, acts of terrorism, and I could, I could just start ticking down the, does that send a shudder down the spine of an airport director? Does that make you rethink or always check, triple check, quad check security measures? How, how do you react in an airport like Charlotte Douglas? Well, we react in a lot of different ways. Security is not static. Um, it really shouldn't be anywhere. Um, it's always changing and based on world events, uh, we're working with our partners to respond accordingly and to make sure that we're um, changing up our security protocols to ensure that we can do the best job we can to ensure that security. Um, I will say we have a top-notch team w here locally with the TSA and Customs and Border Protection, and they do a great job.
So you've got, let, let's talk about security and uh, Charlotte Douglas, you've got TSA, you've got Border Protection and Patrol, you've got your own police force to some degree. Uh, we partner with uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police okay. Department. We do. How, how do you, you know, you have three different major elements, how do you coordinate that? And you know, TSA has come under a lot of pressure about, about being efficient, about being effective, mm -hmm. and don't want to throw them under the bus, but how do you manage through the challenges at TSA, what you want to do with your with your group and then and then border uh, the border security yeah. well uh, with all of the different security um, organizations at an airport um, the key to it is close partnership and coordination amongst all of the different agencies and we work literally every day with all of the agencies you listed to ensure safety and security um, the TSA has come under fire um, I I have I've sent a letter to Administrator Neffinger um, expressing my um, displeasure with some of their policies. Um, but that's really about processing passengers through security checkpoints. Um, the TSA has a hard job. They mm -hmm. have to ensure security, but they also have to look at uh, the business side of the airport and the efficiency of moving people, really ultimately, to that airplane and to their final mm -hmm. destination. Um, this year, we've broken the local uh, passenger traffic numbers, uh, the record, um, several times, uh, four times in the last four months. Um, so we're seeing more local passengers than we've ever seen before. That's a great thing for, it, it shows that we have a vibrant economy in the region. It shows that people are, are still traveling mm -hmm. via air, but it's challenging and the TSA, um, They've had a couple slips. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the beginning of spring break was it was a rough day at the airport. Um, it was it was not a good day. It certainly was a wake up call to us and mm -hmm. to the TSA and the airlines, and we immediately took actions to correct that. Um, and so did the TSA, and we appreciate that. When when you talk to your counterparts, mm -hmm. Atlanta, Raleigh, and, and, any even the large ones, the larger ones, Chicago, New York, L.A. Uh, you know what? What is what is job one and job two that you think is being lost in, on the public or on what needs to be addressed? And maybe it's security, Brent. Maybe it's something else. Well, security is our is always our first priority. Um, from an airport perspective, we also are focused on customer experience. We want all of our customers to have a great experience as they start or finish their trip. Um, but security is always our top priority. Um, and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to balance the customer experience, the efficiency, with the need to maintain a secure environment at the airport because there are people out there who, who have bad intentions mm -hmm. and we have to do our best to ensure that the airport is a safe environment. When, um, when we talk, uh, and we, as we have over 25 years in this program, it's hard to even hear me say that, but uh, uh, everyone without exception that talks about economic development will in most cases refer to Charlotte Douglas International Airport mm -hmm. as being one of the most important assets for economic development, for community development, for connectivity. Um, and I know we all kind of know that, but when you, you know, on your side of the equation, when you know you've got this asset, mm -hmm. this growing asset, 
Um, how, do you, how do you look at what the airport's role is a leader in, not just in planning and deplaning and getting folks through the airport, as you said, mm -hmm. with a good experience, but from an economic development standpoint, where, where, where is the responsibility that you have with some of the markets that you connect to, both inside the Carolinas and outside the Carolinas? Well, we understand that the airport's reach is uh, broad. Um, we, we truly are a regional asset. Um, and we understand that it's a, it's a big responsibility and we take it seriously. First of all, we focus on our core mission, which is airfield terminal, the passengers, the travelers. But we also take a look at ec economic development opportunities around the airport. The airport owns about between five and 6,000 acres. Mm -hmm. Some of that is for the airfield, but a lot of that is really um, designated for commercial development. And the airport has been um, actively pursuing um, new economic development and commercial development opportunities, I would say that always has to be balanced against our role as a neighbor, as a member of the community. Mm -hmm. um, airports have an impact on the community. They provide jobs. They also can provide a source of frustration in the form of air, aircraft noise. Um, we have to balance our role as an economic engine with our role as, as really a good neighbor, as a member of the community. So when you connect within that airport uh, community, if you mm -hmm. will, and let's talk about it from the standpoint of just transportation and, and land use and transportation planning. Mm -hmm. You've got rail, you've got interstates, of course you have air travel now, you're, on, you're working on your right. fourth runway, which is pretty amazing. How, is, 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 is it the airport's job is it the airport's leadership role to ride herd over the development of all that, or is there a partnership arrangement that you have with neighboring communities to do that? And I mean, I mean further, further out than just Gastonia and Rock right. Hill from Charlotte. I think it's both. Um, for, for our property, um, we, we take a leadership role. Um, obviously, the Norfolk Southern Intermodal Yard was one step in the right direction. Um, what we look at locally is how we can capitalize on that and turn our property, really put it back into productive use, which mm -hmm. creates uh, economic benefits to the community and, and jobs. Um, on a global perspective, as an international airport, as a primary hub to the world's largest airline, our, our reach is really worldwide. And um, so we work together with South Carolina, with regional partners mm -hmm. to hopefully make it all work and to provide um, new opportunities that, that benefit mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah, the South Carolina Ports Authority, uh, President and CEO uh, Jim Newsom's been on this program and he almost talks about the connectivity to Charlotte Douglas Airport from the South Carolina ports and specifically Charleston and their upstate uh, intermodal. Right. He talks about that with almost as much excitement as he does about his own port. Is, that, is there something there that we're missing that we don't take advantage of with Wilmington or, or again, rail within the states? Is there something there that we're missing? Well, I would say like Jim, I talk about the, the deepening of uh, Charleston's port yeah. with almost as much excitement as I do uh, about airport development. Um, obviously, the Norfolk Southern Intermodal Yard is a huge asset. Um, it is being fed in by ports, um, primarily Charleston and Savannah. And now that we the widening of the Panama Canal is completed, um, there are lots of opportunities there. What we're doing now is looking at how we can expand those opportunities, bring logistics hubs, mm -hmm. commercial development around the airport, and also form partnerships uh, that, that expand beyond Charlotte uh, into South Carolina, 
up into Virginia, um, really regional along the eastern seaboard, because freight moves, it's a regional network, mm -hmm. and, and we are a part of that, and we want to capitalize on that, and we want to be a, a partner with many different entities. Can you, it, d direct foreign investment is a term that's used a lot around international trade and commerce. Is mm -hmm. that, does that, is that meaningful to you? Well, so right now the airport, just last year, we expanded our federal trade zone to include all of our property. That was a, a major accomplishment for us. And that, I think that right now we're positioned to start to try to attract more cargo carriers, um, air cargo, and also start to attract more foreign investment mm -hmm. for companies that can benefit from utilizing our FTZ designation. Mm -hmm. Is that a heavy lift or an easy lift for you to develop that particular aspect? Um, it's a heavy lift, yeah. um, but you know we have an excellent management team at the airport, and they're up to the task. Um, I want to take a little side. Um, you know, one of the things about Charlotte Douglas has been in limbo from an authority standpoint because for many years, as you know, Brent, it was part of the city of Charlotte and was uh, had the authority from city council. Uh, about three years ago, uh, a group of business leaders inside the Charlotte region were, were getting nervous, and I'm paraphrasing, were getting nervous about what would happen to this very important asset of you and I have, have talked about here if city council in Charlotte was not responsible according to what many business leaders thought that they should be or would be. Mm -hmm. So ensued a fight about control, and that's still in limbo. Does this, does this kind of this purgatory around an, uh, an airport authority, does it cause you to kind of not be able to work at 100%? No, from the very beginning, you know, our my position on it and my management team's position on it has been, we're gonna stay focused on the airport. Uh, we're not gonna get involved in, in the politics of this or the, the legal wrangling that uh, has gone on. Um, one of the things that I actively have done is reached out to the business community to, to assure them that the airport, it's business as usual at the airport, we're focused on our development and ensuring that we remain a vital economic engine for the region. And I'll say over the last three years, um, I've seen nothing but 100% support from our city council mm -hmm. as we've brought forward our new master plan for development of the terminal and, and the airfield. And really as we've launched additional efforts to map out commercial development opportunities mm -hmm. around the airport. Do, do you have a preference? and not a political preference, but do you have a preference from a management standpoint? Should it be a regional authority? Should it be under city control? Yeah, I guess I would say, um, like I said before, city council has supported us 100%. Um, in my experience, it's working, yeah. it's, it's working well. And um, as far as a preference go, I guess I would say, I'm not sure I understand the problem um, that, that we're trying to solve for, because I, I just don't see it. The airport continues to grow, um, and a well-managed airport is a well-managed airport regardless of the governance structure. You know, you, let me go back to something as well. You said something about you're trying to create a great experience for everyone that comes into the airport to use the services as, a, as, a, as passenger traffic. Um, some people love to hate, not just love to hate Charlotte Douglas, but love to hate the airport experience. As you well know, it can be a bit onerous sometimes. How do you know? So, will airports ever get to the point where you can make it a nice experience to see? And is there an airport out there that does it well that you say, you know, if we can be like Denver or Miami 
or Houston, we're going to be in a great spot. Yeah. Well, I think Charlotte does a pretty good job on customer experience. Um, but clearly, coming to an airport, any major airport, uh, an airport is a hectic environment. Um, it's, it's frustrating. It can be nerve-wracking. Um, so I understand um, really kind of the angst that, that travelers feel when they come to the airport. It, it's a big place. It's daunting. But what we're focused on is we think we do a good job with customer experience. We want to do a better job. And I would say there's not a single airport that we look at. We look at the best of the best amongst all of mm -hmm. the airports. And really, we want to pick those things that work well and bring them to Charlotte to enhance customer experience. So, so much so, and as you well know, Mr. Director, you have engaged to the tune of a million plus a consulting firm out of Tennessee, Gresham Smith, to help you uh, optimize not just the experience but the flow. Yeah. Is that something you're going to do now or when the actual airport plan is finished and the new airport is open and running? Well it's starting, it's both. Um, so Gresham Smith, they are a wayfinding consultant. Uh, it's, it's interesting, airports, there is a specialty niche of consultants in airports for wayfinding. Airports can be very confusing and there are literally thousands or hundreds of thousands of signs that a passenger is confronted with. Um, what we found is as the airport's grown, those signs start to become confusing, convoluted, um, sometimes even contradictory messages. So what Gresham Smith is doing for us is trying to make a better wayfinding plan for the airport, um, both the airport we have today and also give us some guidelines for how we bring new development on and how that signage and wayfinding looks so that it remains um, consistent mm -hmm. and it also benefits the traveler instead of confusing them. Yeah, as you talked about kind of the frenetic pace when you get to the airport, um, uh, a, a, a livery service like cabs, yellow cabs, uh, and now Uber, someone once said, I think it was Hugo, uh, Victor Hugo, who once said, it's hard to stop an idea whose time has come, and Uber clearly has, has come and has been a disruptor in many cases. It has been contentious, at least in Charlotte and many airports, about having Uber on a property and going against what the status quo with cabs have been. Right. How do you manage that one exactly, where you know that folks want Uber, want Lyft, will use cabs, um, but you've got to play honest broker to all of the vendors. How do you do that? Well, you nailed it. Um, we, we treat all of the ground transportation providers. Um, we're honest and open with them. But the bottom line is customer demand. Customers want Uber and Lyft. Customers want taxis and limousines and all of those different providers. And so it's really our job to have the, all of those options available for them, but to make sure that they operate efficiently while they're at the airport, and that's our only goal. Um, we entered into agreements with Uber and Lyft uh, this year, uh, actually last calendar year, um, and our real goal was just to ensure that they're operating efficiently and that the airport can continue to operate with them as part of the airport mm -hmm. environment. Um, but the reason they're there is the customers have spoken. They, they mm -hmm. want the service. and. I think it's incumbent upon us for good customer service to provide those services that customers want, and they, they clearly want those kinds of services. So, so you're not really in the, let's take off and land airplanes, you're really in the people moving business, is that fair to say? That's right, really um, our job is to make sure, you know, nobody comes to an airport to stay at an airport. Um, they come to airports <laughs> to go somewhere else, and so our job is to make sure that they get in 
and through and out of the airport as efficiently as possible with as little hassle mm -hmm. as possible. You know, what would you say is not just a professional overseeing Charlotte Douglas, but a traveler, what, having, having intimate insight in both of these camps. Brent, what would you say to folks that is, is important and it's lost and it's forgotten when you go through air travel? What, what do folks really need to do? Well, I think there's a few things. Um, the airport is Charlotte Douglas International Airport has been growing for 12 years. And, and we've we're got to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, so the big thing that they need to do is have a plan. Know, know the layout of the airport, get pre-check. Um, that speeds you through security. Set the TSA pre-check. That's right, TSA pre-check. But really have a plan and know the layout of the airport before you come to the airport. And what, you know, parking around any airport, not to get too far into the weeds of this, but parking in any airport is always a challenge. Is Charlotte Douglas finished cooking around the parking layout and plan? Well, we're close to finished. We're probably never finished, but parking is significantly improved. Um, but again, it's changed. So if you haven't been to the airport in three years, it probably looks like a totally different place. <laughs> and so, you know, it's the Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Be prepared before you come to the airport because it's very difficult if you get there and the layout isn't at all what you remembered or expected. Yeah, it's a little unsettling. Right. Uh, uh, Brent, congratulations again on the, on the job. I Thank think you. we're all, at least that live in and around your airport, are very excited about you having that job and know you'll do a good job. Thank you for taking time to be on the, on the program. Thank you. Thank Truly. you for having me. Uh, thank you for watching our program uh, next week. Ann Lloyd from Martin Marietta, as well as Steve Young from Duke Energy, both CFOs. Uh, both have unvarnished insight on business, taxes, and community. Uh, until then, I'm Chris William. Have a good week. Good night. Major funding for Carolina Business Review was provided by the Duke Endowment a private foundation enriching communities in the Carolinas through higher education, health care, rural churches, and children's services. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Who's responsible for rising health care costs? Join us and many others in a candid discussion at letstalkcost.com. Grant Thornton, operating in more than 100 countries, our tax audit and advisory professionals specialize in helping companies unlock their growth potential. Novant Health, bringing you world-class technology, clinicians, and care when and where you need it. Sonoco, a global manufacturer of consumer and industrial packaging products and provider of packaging services with more than 300 operations in 35 countries. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of South Carolina, where healthcare is changing for the better. Find out how at ahealthysc.tv and by viewers like you. Thank you. Promotional consideration provided by Business North Carolina Magazine. For more information, visit carolinabusinessreview.org.